All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and it is good to be back with you today. Brand new guest on the Boca Podcast this week, and I'm going to introduce her here in just one second. For those of you that are live streaming on facebook.com slash Boca Podcast, youtube.com slash Boca Podcast, don't be shy. It's time to ask lots of questions today. Comment your thoughts, your struggles when it comes to this topic of pricing that we're going to get into and um, our guest, Dr. Colvin, is going to be shedding some really great insight, actually. I'm pretty stoked about this conversation. So we'll get to that here in just a second. For those of you that are not live streaming, you're listening to the audio version of this after the fact, come join us sometime. YouTube.com slash Boca Podcast. You can subscribe, turn on notifications, and uh, be part of the conversation. That's the benefit of these live streams. You get to engage with our guests, ask questions, and learn even more that way. So don't be shy. Come hang out with us. And then just one last note here before we get started. As I promised you all, I, I, I guess we started this back, I don't know, September, August, September of last year. It's been a number of months now. But I told you before every podcast episode, I'd make a donation to Charity Water. CharityWater.org. This happens to be the organization that, that I donate to. But whether it's an organization like this, national, international, or just your local community, look for opportunities to give back. Um, it's something, especially as we go into a brand new year, that we should all be doing. So I just want to encourage you with that little bit. All right. Enough of the introduction, enough of the monologue. It's time to introduce our brand new guest for today. <laughs> and um, Dr. Tamaya Colvin is here with me. Tamaya, I'm so used to having conversations with you where I just call you Tamaya, but I have to make sure we give you that title. It's a good title. <laughs> it's a great title. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I, we were chatting for a few minutes before we got started. It's fun just to kind of compare notes on life you know there's photography business right. and that's great life is kind of crazy um you and i have actually known each other speaking of life for a number of years but um i'm genuinely excited actually to have you on the show today and finally get to connect this way so thank <laughs> you for doing this you are welcome thank you for inviting me um and making me sit down um and say <laughs> okay okay i'm coming <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we have been trying to make it happen for a little bit, but I think the timing honestly yeah. is, is kind of perfect. Um, and I want to yeah. preface our conversation today. I, I didn't say this to you before we started. I want to preface this conversation by just encouraging you with something. One of my favorite things about you is that you call it as it is. You just say it as it is. And I know that you like <laughs> at times you, you kind of soften the blow a little bit. You know how to do that. But I'm, I'm very similar. So let's not hold back today. Let's not filter. I think it makes the conversation more interesting. Feel free to, to go where you will. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little bit of fun with that. And and by the way, again, okay. for everybody listening in, don't hesitate to jump in, comment, ask questions. Uh, Mr. Carson says from YouTube, hey, Nathan and Tamaya, and thanks for joining in. And uh, y'all, don't be shy. Jump in. Say hello. Uh, okay, so Tamaya, I want to jump straight to our conversation because kind of the main topic at hand we're going to be talking about today is pricing. But I've got a few introductory questions. And normally okay. I would just kind of let you answer this. I want to jump to what I think your brand position is. I want to get your take on this. I normally ask our guests okay. about brand position. What makes their company, their brand distinct from other brands in the similar space? You're in education and in our mm -hmm. photography industry, would you say the education space is pretty crowded? I guess it depends on how you look at it and what do you, what you consider as like crowded. Mm. Um, and also like what you're talking about. Mm. So like there are a few people that talk about pricing. There's obviously people that talk about outsourcing. There are people that talk about like lighting. Um, so if you look at it from a perspective of is the pricing industry niche, is that saturated or is that, 
um, the lighting portion of it saturated. I think if you look at it like now, like those different spaces, then I would say, I would say no, actually. Okay. Um, but I'm also not can I'm also not adding in YouTube. So let mm-hmm. me say that as well. Well, yeah. I, I actually think so. First of all, I think you're in an interesting position because you you actually have an education background, right? So yeah. a lot of photographers that are getting into the education space don't have that background. They don't understand a lot of the principles behind strong education. And yeah. again, I'll give you props here because one of the main reasons that we're talking today is because I got to hear you speak at Show United in November. And I came in partway through the, through the presentation and, and I sat down and I found myself nodding, just not just because I want to support you, but also like this, this is so practical, applicable information. <laughs> and we don't get to hear yeah. this all the time in the industry. So like you're already stepping up the game. Yeah. So, you know, most people don't know this, but when I, even when I do a speech or even when I do anything, um, there's always a lesson plan involved, like every single time. And that's from teaching. And so it's always um, broken down literally like for a, a sixth or seventh or eighth grade student to understand. So not to say like I'm dumbing it down, um, but just to say that, you know, I try to make it applicable um, and easy to understand for anybody who's listening. I, well, I don't so that think- it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be intimidating. Oh, we lost you. Are you still there? You froze up yeah. a little bit. I'm here. <laughs> oh, you're back. Okay. Here yeah, I we am. lost you there for just a second. Mm-hmm. And um, let me make sure there's nothing on my end that might be eating bandwidth up. And double check on your end, if you will, too. We'll just make sure here so I don't lose you. Okay. And in the meantime, as you're doing that, we've got a bunch of people chiming in. Um, Alana says, hi, family. She's on YouTube. And oh, Brennan... On Facebook says, hey, Nathan and and Tamaya saying hello, Lejeune. Hey, Lejeune. She says hi from Facebook. And Renee's waving in as well. Bridget is saying hey, "Hey, y'all. And uh, Taylor is saying hey, Nathan and Dr. Colvin. Hey. You get that official title, Dr. Colvin. Hi, Kat saying Dr. Colvin does teach us in a very simple (laughs) and easy to follow plan. Absolutely agree. That's good. And uh, Ashley says, hey, cousins and Nathan. <laughs> Thanks for the addition there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but to my, I actually want to go back to something that you said, because I think it's really important. You said you're not trying to mm-hmm. dumb it down like you're like you're talking down to somebody. It's about simplification. And I think that's really important in education that we're able to communicate with mm-hmm. less words in a way that's easier to understand. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't you don't have to like approach i mean there are spaces where obviously like you know you come in with a thesis and and such um but i think there are other spaces in the industry where you come in with with just just the numbers and just just making it make sense like because like even for me um i am very intimidated when it comes to like spreadsheets and numbers and like oh shit I just want to go shopping you know what I'm saying like I I don't want to (laughs) I don't want to do all the rest of this you know what I'm saying so I think that other people kind of come at it with like the same idea that you know just show me what how much I can spend um how much I need to make how much I need to save um and don't make it hard and don't make it don't make it so difficult so that's that's kind of how I approach it um and I think it works for people that are that are like me that are 
you know, intimidated by, you know, by income, because especially if you've been broke before, like if you've been broke before, like sometimes like, even if I have money in the account, I still be like, <gasps> when I look at the checking account, right? So, you know, it's, I think the, the same idea there is like, you know, sometimes it's scary, you know, like, oh, shit, let me see if I'm have enough today, you know, like, oh, even if I, you know, even, <laughs> even if I have money, I still be at the register, like, <gasps> Let me see. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't want anybody else to feel that way um, as well. So I try to approach it from a space where if you maybe you don't you're not making what you want to make now or um, maybe you don't have enough to invest, mm. you know, well, let's 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 I don't want to talk down to you. Um, and make you feel feel bad about the situation that you're in. I want to help you out of that situation um, as best as possible. That totally makes sense. Uh, okay, so this is so good. But I here, before we keep going to Maya, you're you're freezing up and breaking up just a little bit. Um, yeah, you, I know. I'm closing out all the screens. Hold on. Well, I'll tell you what. Do me a I'm, favor, and and like we'll take a 30 second breather here. Close out of the call and just call back in. That may just kind of reset things, and we'll see if that fixes oh. it. Okay, I'll be right back. Sounds good. Hold on. All right, and thank you all for your patience too as we're kind of working through some of the technical difficulties. And I, man, I just love the, the commenting and involvement today. So uh, we've got, wow, we've got a few more people commenting here. Bridget says, I've got COVID and exhausted, but I can't miss the podcast. Thanks, Bridget. And I hope you feel better soon. Um, I, I know what that feels like and it's not any fun. So I hope you feel better soon. Kathy says, hello. And... Brennan says, <laughs> Brennan says not. And Nathan, he's been to the cookout. He's a cousin. Thanks for the, the honorary addition to the family, Brennan. That means a lot, honestly. And we'll actually come back and talk about the cookout here in just a little bit. Philip says, good afternoon. Hey, Philip, how are you? And uh, Dedan says, sensei. Dedan, thanks for logging in, man. Thanks for saying hello. Tamika says, hey, everyone. And um, man, this, is, this has been really, really good, uh, exciting so far already. And, and Tamaya's Drop some really interesting information when it comes to education, and we're going to touch on that here in just a second. Y'all bear with us for just a second here as we are, I'm just waiting for Tamaya to log back in. In the meantime, for those of you listening in, I've already popped it up on the screen a couple of times, actually. So if you don't follow Tamaya on Instagram, Tamaya Colvin, T-O-M-A-I-Y-A-C-O-L-V-I-N. For those of you that are listening to the audio version, for those of you that are live streaming, you can see it on screen there. And then Tamaya Colvin, just like I spelled it out, education.com for her website. And we'll come back and talk about her website and some of the education that she offers here in just a little bit. Man, I just love the, the engagement today. Crystal says, hey, family. Lori says, I just saw you speak at, at uh, Imaging USA. And I know that's directed to Tamaya. As soon as we get her back in, we'll, we'll have to bring that comment back up. Desiree says, hello. And... Um, Let's see, who else have we got here? Katrina says, hey, Nathan. Hey, Katrina, how are you? Good to see you. And Latarsha says, hey, thanks, Latarsha, for joining in. And um, I'm hoping that we can get Tamaya back in here. Y'all bear with us for just a second. Um, in the meantime, I'm just, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a shout out. For those of you who are new to the podcast, to the Boca podcast, if you go to Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com, um, you can also, of course, search Boca podcast on your favorite podcast players. We've got over 500 episodes of content, and um, you know it's fun when I get when I go to the to the cookout conferences each year. I get to see uh, a lot of actually our guests who have been on the Boca podcast at the cookout conference, 
And um, it, it's been fun, even in the last year, I guess this past year, or last couple of years, actually, in particular, uh, where we've gotten to hang out, spend some time together. A couple of years ago, it was in Chattanooga. And uh, if you're not if you're not familiar with the Photo Cookout, let me pop this up on screen really quickly as well. If you're not following the Photo Cookout, Tamaya's conference, it's the Photo Cookout on Instagram. Okay, we've got Tamaya calling back in. Let's see if we can make this happen here. Okay, I'm back. And let me and add you back in here, Tamaya. One second. Oh, there we are. I oh, see you. Yay! Okay, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Of see an if you echo. can connect see your earbuds again your earbuds or AirPods. Again. Okay, AirPods. let me see. Let's see. AirPods. Let's see if the AirPods are on. Oh, yep. Here we go. Connecting. What about now? Testing, testing. Can you hear me? Yep. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yep. All right, you we're good. Now. Yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Sorry well, about that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just glad we were able to make it work. And uh, I had to bring up this comment and, and kind of set it up as a segue. We're talking about education, Tamaya. Uh, Brennan commented again. She said um, he's been to the cookout. He's a cousin. So I, I, I thanked her for the addition to the family. <laughs> and I've been there I every year, that. by the way. Um, yes, he's been there every single year. But I, I popped this up on screen just a second ago, the photo, the photo cookout. Will you just briefly, for those who might be listening and watching it that aren't familiar with the photo cookout as yet another kind of source of education, talk a little bit about the cookout. Yeah. So the photo cookout is a photography conference that I host. Uh, it will be October the 5th through the 2nd through the 5th this year in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, this is our, this year will be our actual fifth year. Um, hosting the photo cookout and it is a um, it's a photography conference that celebrates diversity and inclusion mm. um, and we are indeed cousins and I, yeah Nathan is like I saw that comment and cracked up laughing they were like no 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 Nathan is a cousin <laughs> so I appreciate it and, and I mean as funny as it is to my I have to say this because it's one of the one of the, the coolest things about the cookout conference and truly makes it unique in our industry is that yeah. like the, the focus on community is real. I mean, when, when I go yeah. there, I feel like I'm going to summer camp. I feel like I'm hanging out with family. <laughs> and I, I know that's it's probably not necessarily even intentional. I don't know. It feels like it's very organic. Like it just happens naturally. What, where do you think that comes from? Yeah. What's it, what is that about? So it's one is it's food. Um, so I always try to do a really good job of, of food. Yeah. Um, you can you cannot host a conference for black people and have terrible food or they would cuss my ass out. Um, so that's the first thing. There's okay. food. Okay. There's a there's a good DJ as well. For sure. I make sure that the mm -hmm, you know I make sure the music is good. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a playlist and you know we do all the things and then um, I. I put things in place for people to have like genuine connections. So um, like you will notice like during lunchtime, especially like as a vendor, then I give a little bit of extra time um, where people can actually mingle. Um, and I know that's a small detail, but like having mingle time um, mm -hmm. or places where people can have like authentic conversations. Mm -hmm. And then I also have like conversations with the speakers. Like, you know, nobody here is like a rock star or, you know, like whatever your ego is, like put that to the side. Cause that's not really how we operate around here. And I think everybody comes there with the idea to really connect and be helpful to each other. Um, more than anything else. So, you know, there's conversations, you know, you know, they they go out and they have a good time um and i think that 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 more than anything else and obviously like we have 
great education no lie like we have amazing instructors um but i think that the the thing that 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 holds the entire piece together is the community like that's more than anything else and then you know me as a teacher you know i believe in taking them on field trips um and you know i just going on a field trip so like last time we went to disney um the year before that uh where did we go on the mountains uh somewhere right here we went yeah we went to chattanooga we went there and then uh the year the the year before that, you sponsored us going down uh, to Bourbon Street. Don't ever, we won't ever do that again. Drop the conference off on oh, Bourbon Street. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody came to class the next morning on time. Yeah. Um, but that's a. But we had you know, fun the night before. A, oh man, did y'all have so much fun? Yeah. Um, but that's the that's the beauty of it, right? Of saying, okay, we're gonna have a good time. But that's when those connections are made. So connections aren't aren't made necessarily sitting in a classroom next to someone. Someone uh, connections are made when you're walking down Bourbon Street at four in the morning, you know, like, okay, um, don't wake Dr. T up, <laughs> right. you know, um, <laughs> or, you know, or, you know, what do you think about this lighting or, you know, mm. just the, the most impromptu situations and conversations and being able to ask those questions um, that you want to know the answer to without feeling like, Oh, like nobody, like I can't ask that question, right? Because if you're right. just right somewhere and there's a, you know, there's a ring light right here, somebody has an ice light there or there's, you know, somebody shooting, then you just walk up and just join the conversation and just ask. Um, and I think that's more important than than anything else. Like that's where the, that's where the, the connections are made. Well, and, and I'm going to pull this up really quick and I promise we're going to go to the next question here in just a second but on your profile on Instagram and for anybody who's not following Dr. Tamaya Colvin it's Tamaya Colvin T-O-M-A-Y-I-A Colvin C-O-L-V-I-N on Instagram we'll link to it in the show notes at bocapodcast.com but you say in your profile there I create educational platforms and the key phrase here safe spaces for black mm-hmm. photographers and photographers of color and I think that's that is the key because a lot of times, especially for photographers that are new to the space, to the photography industry, there is some mm-hmm. level of in- intimidation going into an industry that they're not familiar with and terms they're not familiar with and all these mm-hmm. quote unquote celebrities, which I think is kind of gotten hilarious at this point, like that notion in the photography industry that we have celebrities and instead being able to just speak to Be. somebody face to face to meet, to have conversation, it makes everything so mm-hmm. much more accessible. It does. Um, And also just allowing people to just be like the thing with me, even that I don't have to code switch. It's my own conference. I don't have to code switch, you know. So if Mm -hmm. I say ain't or finna or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, Mm -hmm. it's fine because Mm -hmm. I'm in a I'm in a space with my with my own people. Like Mm -hmm. there's no expectation for me to I mean, they will call me Dr. Coven out of respect, um, but there's no like, you know, like, ah you know she's so important you know whatever like it doesn't exist and allowing people in the space to just be um is so important and also like the number of people that come to the cookout on scholarship um hosted by other people Mm -hmm. is is the most beautiful and remarkable thing that that you could ever that you could ever experience like Mm -hmm. there will never be a time where you come to the cookout and you have no money and you can't eat because as a community, we're going to always make sure you have somewhere to stay and that you have something to eat. Um, and that's at all times. Um, yeah. And I can't say I know another conference that will will cater to the attendees as such. Well, I'll just add this quick note and then we will keep going. But you, you say 
you say that in a way that's very matter of fact, and, and I have to say, having been at the conference, when you when you get up on stage and, and just mention that, you, you don't do it broadcasting and trying to make a statement that I you know we put on this great. It's very soft spoken and matter of fact, and you just talk about how you are enabling photographers to come who couldn't necessarily afford to do so. And I, I think mm -hmm. your, your heart is just wonderful in that. And it's, it's an example, too, for our industry at large. So thank you for that. And as uh, Quentin would say, if you're not at the photo cookout, you're in the wrong place. And uh, <laughs> I, would, I would agree, Quentin. Definitely one of the best conferences yeah. in our industry. So, yeah, major shout out to you for yeah. that. I, I know it's been a lot of hard work, but uh, you've accomplished a lot of great things through that. Let me keep going, though. And we'll transition back to, to just running a business in general here. You've run a photography business. You've been in the education space. What would you say is one of the most important principles that drives your ability to provide a great customer experience? Um, I think from a from an education point standpoint, or from a photographer standpoint, um, I think from an education standpoint, this is just going to be what it is that investing in things and not getting my money's worth. Um, mm -hmm. or getting like a smoke and mirror situation yep. um, where I think I'm getting this. And I think we've all experienced like, okay, you know, I'm buying this download, I'm buying this mm -hmm. and you open it up and you're like, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, did I just spend $200 on a Google spreadsheet or a Google document? You know what I'm saying? Like that, that didn't help me. Um, and so always making sure that I'm providing something of, um, of value to people um, and making sure that people provide, I provide something that I would give to myself. So there's like, even at the cookout, there's nothing ever on the menu that I wouldn't personally eat. Um, there's never going to be a vendor that I would not personally use, um, period. So I think that approaching it from that standpoint, I think it makes a, a, a huge difference. Yeah, that's interesting. You were talking about downloading something that's not valuable and, and i think a lot about our education space in this industry at the moment for some reason and again <coughs> i want your very frank take on this but for some reason one of the most popular things to do whether it's the topic of presentation or maybe a, a course of some kind a lot of it centers around uh, inspiration for lack of a better word unfortunately a lot of times that's it's a lot of fluff and i have nothing i mean i'm a super emotional guy actually so i i like a bit of inspiration but it, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of kind of noise out there, shall I say, in that as well. Again, one of the reasons that I appreciated the practical nature of the, what you were teaching at Show It and the way that you were teaching it. What are your thoughts on that and maybe a little bit better balance between the practical and the inspirational? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that I had a conversation with my team. Um, I don't know what day it is. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. I had a meeting with them on yesterday um, because we're hosting a pricing challenge um, at the beginning of February, right? And so the conversation that we had there was, and, and what I said to them was like, this is cool, like we do a pricing challenge and that's great. But I think the the, the part that's messaging, m missing in the industry is the how. Like how do, like I can tell you all day, like to my erase your price, like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Right. Like how? The how part is the mm. piece that's always missing. Like okay. you want me to raise my price and that's great, but how do I raise my price or how do I get new clients? And that's great. Like you can give me fluff and bullshit all day long. Like I get that. But at some point you have to tell me like, how do I grow my business? Like what are the actionable steps that I need to take? Step one, step two, step three, do this. 
in order for this business to actually grow and I make a profit or whatever it is that you're trying to tell me to do, how do I do that? And then, and then this is just from education, like now show me how to do it. Like show me exactly what I need to do. Like show me the screenshot, show me a screen recording. Like if you're going door to door, show me what that looks like. What are you saying to get people to, to book your clients? Like if you have this amazing website and, and all the things like show me how to write copy that converts, like show me, um, and not just give me this, uh, allure like, Oh, you're so perfect. Or I'm so perfect. And that's great. You can be perfect. But how did you get there for real? Like, how, how did you get to be perfect? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I, like, how did you get to be perfect? And I think that's the part that's missing. Like the, yeah. the how, how you do that? Yeah. Like, that's great. You make six figures, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, be a millionaire. It doesn't matter. But how did you get to that point? Like, did you book five sessions a month? Did you sell products? Like be very specific in the how, um, and that was one of the things that we talked about with the team on yesterday. It was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to host this challenge, but I want this to be a how, um, process more than anything else. Cause I don't want another free training that, that doesn't provide value, um, to people that are listening. Agreed. Yeah. Well, and, and Katrina actually says here Tamaya definitely will show you the goods, not just the fluff. And I think that sums yeah. it up pretty beautifully. That's really great. Okay. Oh, so thank you. Well, let, let me transition then to a totally different topic. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to get your take. I don't think I've heard you talk about this a whole lot. Talk to me about what you do. And I know balance looks different for everybody, but like, how do you juggle family life with running, like being super busy with, with, with businesses? What does that look like? Like how, do, um, so it's what's, what's important today. Um, I can't say that again, here we go with this inspiration talk of work life balance, like, man please like um <laughs> it's just what it is you know what i'm saying like okay um i have a sick kid at home right so what's most important to me today right so what's most important for me today was one making sure that he had his Tylenol make sure he had his Tamiflu make sure he had all of that stuff right and then saying okay buddy i'm going to go to the office i'm going to be there from my time like one thirty to 3 and then I will be back home to make sure that you take your medicine and that that you're good to go um in addition to that um uh, my partner also needed something from me as his girlfriend so I also had to throw that in the mix as well mm. um so it's a matter of okay not necessarily like a priority but what's the most that I can handle for today um and that's it. Like there are some things that are just not going to get done today. Um, I wanted more than anything, like to have this beautiful podcast page, like ready to go It's there, but it's not everything that I would have liked it to be because my partner needed something for his website. And I, I made that a priority this morning cause he was trying to make a deadline. Um, and I put myself on the back end of that. So it's just a matter of what, what I need or what my, what my family and my community needs, mm -hmm. um, at the moment. So like the people that I mentor, like somebody else, um, needed help in our ignite support group this morning, Lejeune popped in. I saw the message. I couldn't get to that because I was dealing with, you know, my kid trying to make sure I get here on time 
and work out something for my partner. So somebody on the team popped in to help me. So I think that it's a matter of one, having a strong community and, and not thinking that like everything is going to be perfect. Like mm. it's not like in my real life, if I didn't have a sick kid, I perhaps would have came here with the lashes that I bought yesterday um, so that I can look, you know, cute and fancy. <laughs> Th- that's not how my life looked today. Sure. So the best I had for today was me showing up as my authentic self, um, me being present and me being here and me, you know, saying, okay, you know, Nate, hey, you know, my kid is sick. I'm tired as hell. I ain't going to be able to make it today. And saying, okay, you know what? I'm coming. I may not have on lashes. I may not, you know, have, you know, sparkle shirt on or anything like that. I have on clean clothes. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's start. the best I have for today. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the best I have for today. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'm and not being okay with either, it. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. And just being okay. And I think, you know, people walk around with this idea that, you know, you know, the top nine squares on your Instagram and that's what life is supposed to look like. And it's not. This is what I look like today. Um, and I'm and I'm happy and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like every day is not going to be lashes and sparkles. Uh, sometimes it's going to be just showing up, and that's mm-hmm. the the best that you have for today is just showing up and being present um, for those people that you care about. You mentioned your team a couple of times, and I think this is a great segue mm-hmm. to a question, just a kind of a general conversation about delegation. You know, this could be somebody mm-hmm. in house, it could be at a third party company, a- anywhere. But just the idea of delegation, because I'm super lucky the team that I have, and I know you would say the same thing. And we share a team. <laughs> yeah, actually, we have. Yeah, that's true. That's really yeah. funny. So, but but yeah. speak to speak to this concept because I know you know diff, different photographers being at different stages of their business. The idea of having a team of people isn't even a point of, of thought for them. But maybe they need mm-hmm. a little bit of extra help and they need to delegate something, even if it's a small task. How should photographers yeah. begin to think about that concept of delegation? What does that look like? So I think for me, it's like what I what I don't like, <laughs> and that's bad. Like. What I don't like and what I don't want to do. Two things you know I, I'm not going to do, Nathan. You know I'm not going to edit photos. You, are, Everybody in my life knows I'm not editing photos. Like, I don't give a damn how much you pay. I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm not. Um, I have other things to do. Um, and then now I'm outsourcing my laundry. That's new this week. I'm loving it, by the way, because my clothes will stay in baskets for 18 days, right? Um, goodness, and I will stay packed for WPBI until, until the next conference. So... Um, just those, those small things of saying, okay, what are the things that I don't like? What are the things that, that somebody else can do for me? And I know like we, we have this conversation, like when nobody can edit like me, man, please, like people can edit for you. Like they really can. Um, your client's not going to know, like really. Um, or as long as my clothes get washed and folded, you just want to know that I'm here in clean clothes. It didn't matter like how I got to this point. Right. Um, and I think that's that's what's most important. Like um, like you sent me the information, I sent it to my team in order for it to get posted on Instagram. I did not personally make that graphic. I did not actually make the, the post this morning. Um, I reshared and they knew where I was going. Um, but there is something, I didn't have to be there in order for that to happen. And I think that sometimes like the delegation part comes with, obviously like trusting other people to get things done um was it the graphic that i would have used i probably would have used the one you sent but she she didn't have that at the time so she made one so 
like being okay with life not being perfect. Like I got here on time, um, you know. Yeah. Well, and it, it, Paula says on YouTube, thank you for being so real, seriously, so refreshing. And I think that that transparency is a is a really big deal. But I, I think at the same time, too, being super proactive in surrounding ourselves with the right people that enable us to mm -hmm. be able to be present in the moment as you're talking about, um, you know, and even sole proprietors, individual photographers who are even just getting started in business have the ability to do that. I mean, literally, if you make a list of the things that you do every single day and Google that, you can either it's too find much. Well, it's too much, number one, but then you can find a piece of software or service that'll that help you with that stuff and you can start to save time. So I think every photographer should at least start to consider that a, a little bit. Yeah, just something like at least, even if you're in a space now where, okay, you're like, well, I can't afford um, to have a virtual assistant and that's fine. Um, okay, but you can afford to sit down for a couple of hours and write out your systems and your workflows so that mm -hmm. that can at least go on automation. Mm -hmm. Like make some of these things on your life a little bit easier. Agreed, agreed. Okay, so just a couple more quick questions and we're gonna get to pricing. I, you have your doctorate. I, I don't even have my bachelor's degree. I can only imagine <laughs> how much reading you've had to do to get to the place that, you, that you're at. So this, this naturally sets us up for a question too about a favorite book, whether it's a self-help book or a business mm -hmm. book or something comparable. Is there one that comes to mind that you would want to recommend to the audience? Um, let me show it to you. Hold on. So. All right, this is great. We got live show and tell. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so this is, this is, oh, oh, wait, over here, let me go. Um, so this is one of my favorite ones, um, Hoof Move My Cheese. Um, and so you can tell me in the comments or in the chat if you've, if you've read this book. Um, but Who Move My Cheese is all about, like, either you going to stay in the same place or you not. Hmm. And that's, I think that's the conversation that some of the people listening need to, to have a real come to Jesus moment with. Mm. Like if you stay in the same space that you are today, um, expecting the same, expecting different results, then it's not going to happen for you. Um, and I think it's, it's so simple. It's like maybe like a two hour read, if that. Very simple. Um, very, very simple. But it, it gets there to the point of, you know, you're going to have to make some changes and if you don't then you're going to be stagnant yeah you know and i've never actually had the opportunity to read that book so i'm going to have to i'm going to have to grab that after we get done talking here um but i was just looking through something i do on a daily basis is review a certain set of values that i want to live by like these are the kind of the ideals mm -hmm. that i strive for it doesn't mean i'm going to live them perfectly every day it's just it's my goal right like this is if mm -hmm. i die somebody says Nathan Holritz, oh, he was the guy that, you know, whatever, yeah, fill in the blank. And those fill in the blanks, one of those fill in the blanks for me. Oh, oh I'm echoing oh, again. I got echoing it. Again. <laughs> okay, I got it now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, am I still there? Um, am I still there? Oh, wait, hold on, wait. Let me reconnect that. Hold on. Oh, there we go. I'm back. Perfect. We're good. Okay, cool. All I was going to yep. say is proactivity, the idea of consistently moving forward is something that I, that I strive for. Growth is another one of those values that I strive for. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to say it's not always come natural for me. There was a certain time in my life where I was letting kind of everything overwhelm me and get to me and I, I was stagnant and I, you know, some would say depressed as well. And so I'm curious, is there something that you have, uh, is there a principle or a couple of principles that you have kind of um, embraced that have enabled you to continue to move forward? Maybe something you learned from the book or just from personal experience? I think for me, um, 
I always wanted to be honest and ethical. I know that sounds really strange, um, mm. but I, I always want to be. I want to be someone, obviously, that people know is telling the truth, um, and someone that people can trust. And I, I think that if I do that, then I, I think I'm good, um, mm. and just w- wake up in a space where, you know, I'm going to do right by people. Um, no matter what, just mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, now, if you shoot at me too many times, you know, I, I may indeed pick up a gun, shoot your ass back. But <laughs> um, it's going to be it's going to be after a few times of mm. me saying, OK, you know, it, and it's matter of fact, as I am, my heart is very, very big and very soft and all the things. Um, but just trying to be someone that people can trust and and. I don't know, more than anything else, just somebody that people can trust. Okay. Where does that come from? What's the motivation from, like, personal experience in your life? Like, wh- what drives you to do that? Um, I think it's, it's kind of being that person or that mentor that I needed when I was, when I was starting photography. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just, just giving, giving people what I felt like I needed um, when I came into the industry and I had a hard time finding um, not necessarily somebody that was truthful, but someone who would just really support me and it not being attached to a dollar sign. Mm. And yeah, like I, you know, whether, whether you pay me or not, um, I still want you to have a great life and I still want you to, to have a profitable business. Even, even if you can't afford my mentorship or my programs or anything like that, then I still want you, I still want the best for you. That makes sense. Well, I, that, let's use this as a segue then too. You talk about a profitable business and we're going to get into this topic of pricing. I think in our industry, the topic a lot of times has been overcomplicated. Like photographers get, I think, distracted by any number of things around them and don't <laughs> just look at the simple practical nature of what it means to establish pricing for themselves. And I already mentioned this, but for anybody who joined after the fact, I had the opportunity to attend your class at show at United back in, I guess it was November. And you were speaking on Mm -hmm. this topic of pricing and I didn't even get to hear the whole thing. I came in for part of it and I was like truly just not only blown away, but then also encouraged too that there's somebody out there that is teaching on a very practical level because it's just not the norm, unfortunately, practical, actionable, very simple concepts that you can then go and apply in your business. And this mm-hmm. is largely what we're talking today. We're going to talk about this, this topic of pricing. But do you feel like you were always in a place where you understood it that clearly, as, especially when you started in photography? Or was it a kind of a hard learning experience? You know, it was so, it's almost like a, I don't even know how to put it. Like, it's like this, this secret magic door to success or super magic door to, to being profitable. Okay. And like nobody like where is that door mm. like what is you know what i'm saying like what am i supposed to do like sure. i don't i don't get it um and i think that's <laughs> that's it like just trying to figure out where the door was or, or how it exists um and how to get there yeah and like what was the what was kind of a turning point for you where you started to gain that perspective what where where did the light come on so the light came on um one when I got evicted, that was a that was a good one, um, yeah. but uh, that'll that'll make your <laughs> that'll lights turn off for sure. <laughs> yeah, or your lights turned off. Either one that'll truly yeah. get your attention. Um, but I met Prue. Um, she's with Master Your Mint, 
And I think for the first time, like somebody showed me a spreadsheet or, or had a conversation with me um, who didn't make me feel stupid hmm. and intimidated that I didn't know something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was okay for me to say, I, I don't know how to make spreadsheets. Um, I don't know, like I know how to do like the Dave, Dave Ramsey situation. Like I, I knew how to do that-ish. But again, it was nobody like really doing that in real life. And I don't yeah. I don't know how to explain that properly, but like it, it sounds like really good to be like, oh, I'm so good with money. Again, how? How yeah. are you good with money? How did yeah. you do that? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's kind of where where it came from, just like being simple. And then once I figured out like, okay, if if I do this pricing this way, then the results will yield this. Like, okay, if I charge this and I cover my expenses, then I will be able to pay the rent and I will be able to keep the lights on and I will mm. be able to f- provide for my children. Yeah. I Okay, so first of all, I can very much relate to you on the, like the, I have, I get this blank look in my eyes when I see a spreadsheet. <laughs> in fact, one of one of our operations managers the other day is like, I, you got to get Excel. Like, you got to download Excel. And I fought them for the longest time on, on even using a spreadsheet. Like, I just, I'm not a huge fan. It, it looks like Windows 1998 or something like that. It's just. Yeah, like, why are we using this? It, it's 2022. Yeah. But regardless, I get that there's some significance to it. But I, I just say that because I don't, I'm not good with numbers. And in fact, if I were to go back in time, and, and I could do anything over when it came to running my photography business. And I, was, I shot weddings for about 10 years. It would be to learn numbers and learn how to mm. manage numbers because I'd have so much more money. Like I, I came from a family oh, that, that didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> like my parents were in ministry and, and so we just didn't have a lot of money. And so I started getting these checks as a, a wedding photographer for a, you know $500 and then $1,000 and $2,000 and more. I had no idea what to do with it. And then like paying sales mm-hmm. tax on top of that and trying to figure that out and do it. I had no clue. So a certain amount of financial literacy, and it, it's not even like super complicated, just the basic financial literacy is so, so important. It can really set yeah. us up. And, and for that matter, it can set our minds at ease. Because I lived in this space for years and years where I was just constantly freaked out about, like you were talking about, like mm-hmm. not having enough money in the bank. And that's yeah. just not a great space to be in. So I, let's, I, I, so many different directions we could go here. Why do you think, first of all, <laughs> that the, the conversation about pricing has been complicated? What has been, what has led to that? Um, I think that I know for me, um, in my household, like, I don't know, like black people don't talk about money. Um, it's okay. like a secret, like okay. how much money you have is a secret. Um, or, you know, if, you know, we got money under the mattress. You know, <laughs> like that's, you know, that's a savings account. Um, and nobody really had a real honest, if I could be completely transparent, conversation about money. Mm. Okay. Like we just didn't have that conversation. We've never had that conversation. If you ask me now, if I ask my grandma, like you just don't talk about money. Um, Mm. and because of that, there is a lack of literacy period about like how to manage a checkbook or how to, did you say manage a checkbook? This is 2022, right? I'm just saying, but (laughs) you still didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I still didn't know like how to manage a checkbook or how to do anything like when it came to that so like even if we go like to the point of like building credit or or getting business credit like Mm -hmm. 
like again these are myth busting situations where nobody tells you like kind of like what to do mm-hmm. um and so yeah so that's that's kind of my idea there of kind of like removing the veil or the stigma of yes. not knowing um and people being in a space where they can actually feel comfortable enough to say hey you know i don't have it or i don't understand it um and breaking it down is simple enough to say that okay if you do this then we can do that yeah that makes sense, though. I, I hadn't really thought about it that way before. But my dad, I guess the extent of conversation around money was, a lot, you know, he was talking about tithing. So we give 10 percent to the church. And there was a little bit of conversation about saving money, save another 10 percent. But that was kind of it. They, like they didn't really talk about how much money they made. At one point I saw his check and I was blown away because I had no idea how little he was actually making. I saw a check that he was getting from a school where he was teaching. Um, but they didn't really talk about that a lot. So that's probably why I lacked context as well. That, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. What can we do then, do mm-hmm. you think, to kind of change that narrative for the photography industry so that, that more photographers start to gain some type of literacy around finance? And by the way, again, I say this from not only personal experience, lacking that perspective, but even still, I feel like I'm learning so much right now. And I've been in the photography industry for 20 years. How can we improve that? So I think that... One, we have to be honest about the numbers that we make in real life. And so I think that there, when we when we talk about money and we talk about pricing, right, that I think people say that, hey, I made a, a 5000 wedding. I, I booked a wedding for $5,000. Um, I booked a wedding for 10000 or I booked a wedding for 15000 mm. And that's, that's, that's great. Sure. But also tell me that you booked a wedding yesterday for 1500 too. Tell me that. Mm-hmm. Um tell me that you booked one for 2500 or someone called you yesterday and you needed to make your financial goals and you took a wedding for 3000 like be honest with the conversation to say that i'm not making or every wedding that i book is not a $10,000 wedding yeah. or every client that i have is not a 35 5000 i saw somebody post a check in another group last week for like $17,000 whoa right Right. Okay. <laughs> like that's norm right. or something, right? Like, come on now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I guess but it, also it creates tell a me, sense yeah. of inaccessibility, right? Like $17,000, mm-hmm. I can never get there. And so people just kind of tend to shut down when they're overwhelmed by that idea. So making it yeah. more accessible in that way, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just saying that, hey, you know what? I may tell me that you made 17000 or 20000 on that session. Mm. But also tell me that you booked a $200 session, you booked a $500 session, somebody didn't come, um, tell me that you lost their memory card, tell me that um, one client disputed their charge after they got their images, tell me all of it and not just tell me the highlight reel that you want me to see. Yeah. Tell me all of it and tell me it took me 75 years to get to this $20,000 <laughs> session. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't don't come out and be like, well, you know, I made 17000 or I made 20000 and that's awesome. Yeah. But tell me, damn it, it took me five years to get here. Tell me that year one I did this, year two I did this, year three I did that, um, so that I know that if I'm in year one, that 20,000 for a session is obtainable, but I'm, I may have a little way to go. Don't, don't have me sitting in the, in, the, in the seat next to you thinking, well, hell, I didn't get a $20,000 session, and now I'm not feeling good enough. No, 
you didn't start off at 20000 You might have started out at $20. Just keep it real. It's so true. Yeah, and Prudy actually said, thanks for jumping in, Prudy. She said, money is so incredibly vulnerable, comparison complicates it. And that's that's really true. I, I actually, we have to share horror stories here, Tamaya. So my first wedding, <laughs> $350. And I was shooting, I shot like 10 rolls of film because it was back in the film days. So $350, I lost money because I spent 250 just on getting film no, developed. On the right? film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was your first like loss of money story, I guess you could say? Like pricing I, I think mine was, oh God, Jesus, there's so many. Um, I think there's so many. I think the first one was, um, I think I charged somebody $25 for a session. And I was trying to learn Boca and shoot in manual. <laughs> and... <laughs> so coincidental for the name of this podcast um and came out of that all of the images were blurry like i could not (laughs) get an image in focus like to save my life like i was like oh my gosh i had to go back to shooting auto um just so that i can get that image in focus Mm -hmm. because it was trash um and luckily it was a friend so you know it was like it was cash transaction so they couldn't dispute the charge um but i am pretty sure (laughs) that if if you know if i you know if i would have charged them with an invoice i am pretty sure that one would have came back yeah dispute lejeune says 150 dollars with 15 digitals all images for 200 (laughs) dollars. yeah i'm sure we have i'm sure we have all all kinds of stories to share i I, but i want to kind of follow this tangent for just a second because i think this is an important conversation i want to get your take on this too tamaya we talk a lot oh and now i'm frozen up can you see me Uh uh-huh well, well, come back in. Looks like I'm still frozen. You're frozen. Let's see. Uh, give me just one second, everybody. Can you hear me, Tamaya? Mm-hmm. I can hear you fine. You're just frozen. Okay. I'm going to put the, uh, the camera back on you for just a second. I'm going to figure out what's going on here. One second, everybody. Okay. So, friends that are listening, what are some of your horror stories uh, that are listening live? What are some of the situations? What did you charge when you first started? Like, go ahead and tell the truth. What did yours really look like, like for real? And I'm going to go over here and I'm going to see the comments to see what you all are saying because I want to see if you all are telling the truth. Let me see. Let me go check it out. Okay, let's see. All right. Oh, somebody did their first three weddings for free. Let's see. Let's see. Uh huh. Ah, okay. Let's see. Let me read. Let me see. Okay, let me. $75 for all the session. Yep. $200. Yes. And Taylor, yes. Yeah, so look at you now. Mm hmm. $150 for every photo. Okay. Christmas minis. They got all the images. Oh, man. They came up. Okay. Let's see. I might have charged $35. Okay. Okay. Free and a plate. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. All right. I'm back. Can you hear me okay? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, man. They are telling the truth. Oh, no, you're fine. They are absolutely telling the truth here in the comments, just so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pop some of these up here. Tamika says, did a prom and the images turned out horrible. Client was a co-worker, had to refund money back and see her every day, and I only charged $75. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It, Portia says, my very first family session, $100 of 50% off special, so $50 for a session of 12 people. Yeah. 
Oh man. Portia, I'm I'm I am impressed that you got all those people in focus, honestly. That's what I'm impressed <laughs> by. Well, I want to ask you this question to Maya and we'll continue here. We, there's a lot of conversation around the idea of like shooting high-end sessions, you know, $500 mm-hmm. for a session, $800, $1,000 and more, $5,000, $8,000, $10,000, like you're saying, $17,000 weddings. And that's great. And there's definitely a market for it. I've had the opportunity to photograph in that market, but I've also had the opportunity to photograph on the other side of the market as well. And in my, from my perspective and actually looking at actual data, and you can appreciate this having, having done your doctorate, looking at actual data that there is a larger percentage of the market actually that would benefit from being able to have a $200 photographer or maybe a $1,500 wedding photographer. And, and like no amount of our egotistical conversations about how important photography is, is going to change how much they make. Right. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious about, about this conversation. Where do you think there's opportunity for photographers to actually not obsess so much about having to shoot the high, high end, but actually focus on just serving the available market? So, Um, just for a sake of, of clarity or just for everybody to know, um, the average wage for a photographer is $43,000 according to the labor statistics. Um, so if you ever want to know like how much someone is making or how much the average is for photographers is right at, excuse me, 43,000 for the year, um, pending they file their taxes and stuff. But right around $43,000 is the, is the average, um, of what people make um, as a in a career of photography, and probably less than five percent make more than seventy five thousand a year. So let's let's just start there. Um, so consider the fact that most average photographers are making forty three thousand a year. Um, a few are making seventy five thousand a year. Um, I think that there is room to say that, yes, you can be a luxury photographer, but you can also do enough um, to make a decent living. Mm. I'll leave it at that. I I think that speaks loudly because there's this obsession, especially for a number of years there in the industry where there was all this conversation about shooting the high end bride, for example, for wedding photographers. And that's mm-hmm. great. But like you said, it's such a small percentage of the actual marketplace. I think the last numbers that I saw between eighteen hundred and $2,000, 70% of weddings photographed in the U.S. are shot mm-hmm. for between eighteen hundred and $2,000 and below. And then the mm-hmm. next 10 or 15%, you know, from two to four, and then the top 5% or so above that. I mean, it's, it's, and everybody wants to go to that market. That's the smallest segment of the market when there's all this opportunity yeah. on the other side. Now you have to, you have to think very strategically if you're going to shoot at a lower price point, because now we're talking about higher volume, but also to your point, we don't have to try to be millionaires either and still enjoy shooting and be able to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. So I, I like a more yeah. balanced perspective like that. I think it's really, really important. Okay. So when we're talking about, actually, this is a great segue. When we're talking about setting pricing, before we go to start mm-hmm. setting pricing and talking about the practical aspect of that, I think it's important that we don't just blindly go and start dialing numbers in. <laughs> I, I, like photographers should be asking some questions of themselves before they begin this process. What are those questions from your perspective? So, you know, obviously one of the things um, that people need to do is obviously know, like for me, like how much you need to make and and how much you're spending. Um, and Prue, can you please kindly put the link to your group in the um in the chat um because she's really good at helping people like figure out their money um but i think that you have to figure out and not run from it like how much i really need to make per month 
and whether that's like on a spreadsheet whether you like write that down um it doesn't matter how you get it but you got to know like how much you need to make for real um and not play play so how much is it that you that you really need to make like per month um so that you can at least go into the at least break even at zero and then start looking at your uh going into the green mm -hmm. so first come out of the red like know how much um how much you need to make um and then the second thing is that how much are you spending on your business like for real um like for real for real like not being at the trade show like spending all the money um did you make a budget like do you have enough to like really spend that because i mean i could go in in the trade show and buy like 17 different new things but am i going to be an be able to eat for the rest of the, the month you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know there's that <laughs> you know yeah. there's you know it's just a small thing of eating yeah. um so you know just knowing that and then knowing like okay well how much do i need to make and or how much I want to make. And, you know, I think then that's when you have that honest conversation about pricing. Like, okay, it's great to have a 20000 wedding. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But how much do you really need to make to, like, walk out the door every day? Like, to have mm -hmm. just a normal business, like, making, I don't know, 45, 50, 60, 80,000 a year, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that number really look like for you? And I think in order for you to figure that out, you need to know how much your household you need to make for real like if you're doing this for real um how much you're spending add those up and say okay if i want to make you know thirty thousand a year etc then this is how much i need to to charge that's yeah. yeah you know and it's funny as simplistic as that may seem to some <laughs> i sure didn't think that way like when 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 yeah. we started trying no. to figure out what we were going to charge as wedding photographers I, it was just like, come up with a random number. I'll look around, see what other people are charging. And, oh, this number sounds good. I'll just start with that. Or, you know, a lot, a lot of the conversation these days around pricing revolves around how people feel about themselves and they let their insecurities mm -hmm. play into the conversation. And that's irrelevant, frankly. At the end yeah. of the day, regardless of your insecurities, you have to make a certain amount of money to pay your bills. And that's actually where we need to start. And it's, it's super practical and it's super straightforward. And now it takes a lot of the guessing and the question asking out of the game. In fact, it takes, fortunately for us, it takes the need as well for like focusing so much on how we feel about ourselves. And it's just, I, here are some black and white numbers. This is how much I mm -hmm. need to pay my bills each month. And let's just start with that. If I have to do that, now I've got something the to end. actually reach for that's specific. Yeah. And so Taylor, thank you for mentioning. So, and that's why I like, I created the free pricing calculator and we'll make sure we have that in the show notes as well. Uh, but it's, it's so simple for, for those of us that don't like numbers to like, this is how much I'm making. And then it just tells me like, okay, this is how much I should be charging. It is just that simple, but nobody will tell you like the most simplistic answer of how much you should be charging. Right? Like, Nobody yeah. tells you like the most simplistic part. And that's the part I think that people people need more than anything else is like, OK, if I want to make five thousand for the month and I charge twenty five hundred for two weddings, then that's what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Or I charge a thousand and do five. You know, it just again, how do I make my income goal? And I think that's the part that people miss. Yeah. Well, and, and again, if there's not a conversation, if there's not education there, 
Um, I mean, honestly, as, as a 40, what am I now, 42, 43 years old, and I, the fact that I'm still figuring some of this stuff out for myself is a little bit embarrassing to admit at this stage of my life. But, you know, the reality is for the longest time, again, I didn't have the education growing up. And then I just was kind of guessing along the way and I paid dearly for it. And mm. I finally hit the place where I'm, I had to own the responsibility of beginning to learn numbers. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important that we all do that. And the cool thing is there's a great community. Like, I mean, we could just, you, you could have a community just with the people on this sh- that are streaming live right now, the show, <laughs> they're so upbeat, encouraging and positive and start to have a conversation about it. And let's take the insecurity piece out of it and, and be real. And I think that's important. You mentioned the, the cost of doing business calculator and I popped it up on the screen here. Um, and in fact, for everybody listening in, I'll just show you the really quick. If you go to tamayacolveneducation.com, you can see this on screen, click on free resources and then go to pricing calculator and um, you can get access to that. Of course, we'll link to that in the show notes as well at bocapodcast.com. And uh, Taylor says that CODB, the cost of doing business calculator changed my whole life. And uh, Brennan says that's so true. Insecurities are not bills got to get paid. And it's, it's very, very true. Okay, so that's, that's a kind of a starting place. What questions do photographers need to be asking of themselves? And I'm taking notes here with a notebook. So we're talking about the, <laughs> <laughs> like the nerd that I am, the, the needs that we have, right? We have certain needs. And maybe beyond that, if we even want to start saving a little bit, maybe they're the wants as well. But we have a number in mind mm-hmm. that, we need, that we want to try to get to each month. And that's a great starting place on just a very simple level. What are then kind of the next practical steps? We just kind of walk us through what the next practical mm-hmm. steps are that we need to take. Yeah. So let's just say that. And come um, a little closer to the mic if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. No problem. That's so great. let's just say that. OK, so I want to go to Disney for my birthday. That's February 14th, Valentine's Day. Yes. OK, so <laughs> let's just say <laughs> let's just say I want to go to Disney. Right. OK, so I want to go to Disney. It is. Let me see. Uh, less than a month. Okay, so, and I'm just gonna say, let's just say I'm a portrait photographer and senior senior season is here. And if I want to go to Disney without a Disney season pass, my goodness, um, let's say, I think I might need $3,000-ish, $3,000, because I'm definitely gonna need a pair of ears and I'm definitely going to need one of those ice creams that are at Disney. Uh, So. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then not only the fact of how much I need to pay to get in that joint, that's a whole nother conversation. But mm-hmm. I figure out, OK, this is how much I need, like for my bills to to run to, let's say, I don't know, four thousand a month for the bills. And then if I want to go to Disney, then I need to add on another six, another, let's, let's say three thousand to go to Disney. Right. So then that's seven thousand dollars that I need to make for the month for February at minimum seven thousand. And how am I going to get there? And again, you know, we were talking about the how. So am I going to do mini sessions for Valentine's Day? Am I going to do like, am I going to book like senior sessions? So let's just say today I got two inquiries um, this morning. So if I need to do seven thousand dollars in two months, I got two inquiries this morning. One, that means I need to convert them. And then two, at minimum, at minimum, um, I need to do $3,500 per session. How would I get there? So the first thing that I would do is that I would charge for my time to make sure that I'm covering um, the cost of me doing business. So I would take, I don't know, 350 out of that. 
So now I'm at, let's see, 35 minus 350 for my session fee. I'm at 3150. So the best thing that I would do is that I would shoot um, probably like a 90 minute session and I would present 60 images to the client at an in person sale using Fundy software, right? So I would do shout that. I would Fundy. go to the, or shout out to Fundy. <laughs> I would come in there, show, you know, show all of the images on a slideshow. Um, show that and then I would say okay well here are the wall art um, offerings that I have and then here are the um, like here's an album that I think that you would enjoy and okay. that mm -hmm. no please go ahead no 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 and I think that would that would definitely get me at 3150 for sure okay so now I'm going to push back. I'm going to be the kind of newer photographer. It's like, hey, I've only ever shot a session for 200 bucks. I don't even okay. like the idea of chart, getting three grand out of a, of a session is kind of oh, my <laughs> camera's frozen again. That's a good it's a good picture to be frozen on. <laughs> uh, you look cute. OK, but I can keep talking while you figure while you figure out your Please. stuff. Yeah, so so seven thousand. I'm a new photographer. Right. And you're like, get the hell out of here with this thirty one fifty. OK, cool. All right. So let's just say that. Um, I'm at maybe two hundred dollars, um, seven thousand, and I'm gonna say, okay, maybe you can't shoot two, maybe shoot maybe five. So five would put you at fourteen hundred dollars for your session. That's how much you need. So fourteen fourteen hundred divided. I mean, I'm sorry, multiply by seven. That will. Oh wait, I don't think I got that right. Hold on, fourteen hundred. Oh, wait a minute, seven thousand. Divided by five sessions, fourteen hundred. Okay, so in my session fee of maybe two hundred dollars, so then I just need to come out with twelve hundred dollars. So for my new babies that are listening, who are saying, "Okay, to my, I need to make twelve hundred dollars from a session. I don't know what the hell to do." So first of all, um, I'm gonna give you a secret that if you text, uh, show me the money to the phone number that I'm gonna give. It will give you a sample price sheet. So I'm just giving you that one for free just just because for today. Um, but if you're at $1,200 and you say, okay, I'm used to only giving the digitals. First of all, I'm okay with you giving the digitals as long as you charge for them. I'm okay with you providing them. So I don't want you to come away thinking, okay, I can't give the digitals um, or I'm going to feel less than because I am giving the digitals. If you are going to give the digitals, then you damn sure better be charging $1,200 for them um, or it's not going to work, okay? So if you do that, um, just make sure that, okay, you again start with like um, on your pricing sheet, you start high, middle, low, and then you make your lowest collection, uh, I don't want to say not so so appealing, but not so appealing but it gets people in the door and it allows you to do what you need to do um and you put in there maybe some prints um and then in your middle section or in your middle collection um you give or you put in there like canvas a canvas cluster and then in your highest collection then you sell an album and yeah Okay. So I, I mean that, that, that <laughs> takes us, it kind of brings it down a little bit. It makes it a little bit more accessible for photographers are like, okay, I don't even like three grand is a lot. Okay. So now we got it to 1200 and that makes a little bit more sense 
a little bit more accessible probably for especially the newer photographers. But I, as I'm, I'm as you're talking again, I'm jotting down notes here like, like the nerd <laughs> that I am. But I'm thinking, OK, just on a basic level, if we're trying to, to take make these into steps, the first thing to ask, as you talked about earlier, is to how much how much is it that I need to make um, just on mm-hmm. a very simple level in order to cover my expenses. So I'm going to take a piece mm-hmm. of paper out and I'm literally going to write down how much just, you know, light item or type it out on a note on my computer, how much it is that I need to make, you know, pay to pay my rent or to pay my mortgage, to pay utilities, mm-hmm. um, to, to buy groceries, to pay my car note. And I'm going to add all those things up. That gives me a total. And that's a starting place. That's how much I need to bring in every single month just to cover the basics. Right. Um, yeah. And, and then I'm going to take that. I'm just going to totally random arbitrary number. Let's just say it's, um, I, I don't know, $2,000 a month. I know we all need more than that to, to live on a month, but let's just $2,000 a month. So I know that if I have $2,000 okay. a month, I have to make. Now I need to start thinking about how many sessions that I can, how, I guess, how many sessions I have time to photograph or how many weddings I have mm-hmm. time to photograph in a month. And mm-hmm. if, if I'm, if I need to make two grand, if I need to generate two grand and really I need to generate probably more like 2,500 because I got to pay taxes. So if mm-hmm. I need to generate $2,500 in a month and I have time to shoot four mm-hmm. weddings in a month, now mm-hmm. I need, I know I need to shoot at least six weddings a month, right? If I'm just doing the math or not even six weddings, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, four weddings a month, but I can, I, I need to charge $600 per wedding, right? Each way. Uh-huh. Correct. Yeah. So that gets me close to that $2,500 mark. And then I know I can make extra by selling prints, but it's, it's an album. And, and albums as well, as you, you talked about. So the only reason I give that as an example is I'm just trying to, to think about, for me, again, at, for the longest time, in fact, as a wedding photographer who was trying to make a living doing this, I wasn't thinking that practically. And it's mm-hmm. maddening to think about when I look back on it now, how much <laughs> opportunity I lost because I wasn't thinking about it that simply and that practically. And um, I, I missed out on, on a lot because of it. So I think break keeping it that simple for our listeners and viewers um, and even those who've been in business for a little while, like just put the brakes on a second, stop talking about all these thousand multi-thousand dollar events or portrait sessions, whatever. And sorry, my, I think my, my, uh, hardware is, is overheating and that's why it keeps oh, freezing Jesus. up here. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. I'm, I'm freezing up again. Him. Okay. I'll bring it back to you. Um, but what, what I was saying is I think that just on a very simple level, if we learn to start in that place. Um, we can start, we can add on to that $2,000 a month goal, right? We can, we can up the mm-hmm. ante and, and take it to a much better place um, for the sake of putting extra money in savings. Or maybe our expenses are actually more than $2,000 a month. We can up the ante there, but we have an initial price point that we're shooting for. And then we'd start to do the very simple math, which is how many sessions do I have time to, to shoot a month or how many events can I shoot in a month? And then I just do the math. That number, that, that number times the amount to get to the total. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. And I think that if we, if we keep it that simple, then I think that if you said, okay, just like you just wrote that down, right. And you just put that on your paper. I think if, if we presented that to photographers, I think people won't be so scared because it's simple. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I, before anything else breaks, I'm going to try to, uh, let's see if we can get, I think the camera's working for a couple of seconds here. And Daydon <laughs> says, Daydon says, can I, can that example sheet be sent to an email? Daydon, what, what I'm going to actually do is suggest what, what Tamaya just mentioned. And I think actually was posted in the chat just a second ago. Uh, yeah, Michael mm-hmm. actually posted the link here. So it's tamayacolvineducation.com forward slash 
pricing dash calculator. What we just talked about is right there in front of you with this calculator. I, I saw Tamaya actually pull it up during her presentation at Show It. So you all go mm -hmm. to this this link if you haven't already seen it and take advantage of this resource. And then Tamaya, again, before anything breaks here, what, can you just <laughs> share briefly with our, our listeners, the audience? I know a lot of the audience, uh, they're already huge fans of yours, but those that are not familiar with you, talk just briefly, if you will, about the education and the mentoring that you do offer, if you will. Yeah. So um, I have, if you're not in my Facebook group, so that's the first place you can come. You can come hang out with me every single day um, over there. So I'll, I'll put that link there as well. Um, but one, hang out with me in the Facebook community. And that's that'll probably be like the first start where people kind of get, get acclimated to who I am um, as a person and such. And then after that, um, I do host, um, oopsie. I do host a Ma Momentum Mastermind, which is a nine-month um, mentorship program where we start from the ground up, from ooh, from who is your ideal client to your pricing to your systems to to everything that that you don't that you know. So that's where you're meeting with me every single week um, for nine months to get you on the right path. And then for those people that are saying, okay, well, maybe 297 might be too much. I'm like, okay, cool. Then we have Ignite um, that is 97 a month, and we don't meet um, that often, but all of the information that is provided inside of the mastermind is also provided uh, in Ignite without the accountability. So, um, yeah, starting with your mindset, absolutely. So if you have one or the other um then we can start you there. The Momentum Mastermind just sold out. Um, that just opened in January. So that one is sold out. And Ignite will not be open until March. So, um, but we would love to have you um, when the time comes. So I think it's just a matter of saying, okay, if, if you're ready to invest, how much can you invest? Again, uh, making sure that you have your budget lined out. <laughs> Um, thinking about like today, like, okay, how much can I spend? Um, what can I do? Um, and then going from there. Fair enough. Um, and I, I managed to jump back in without my fancy camera. I saw you. <laughs> I've got I saw my, it. it's okay. my little seven, my, my little uh, low res camera, but, um, it, you, you popped this in the chat to Maya and it's, um, text, show me the money to eight, three, three, five, six, two, zero, four, nine, nine. So for anybody who it hasn't jotted that down already. Go ahead and write that down. For those of you live streaming, of course, you can see that on the screen. Again, for those of you listening to the audio version, text show me the money, all one word, no spaces, to 833-562-0499. And I think uh, Prudy summed up our, our conversation today brilliantly. She said, facing the numbers is a beautiful experience. And it's true. I, I will say from, again, personal experience and very much relating to what Tamayo was saying today, not having the background in the education and ultimately as a result of fear it was initially challenging, but if you're willing to do exactly what Prudy is saying here to face the numbers, the result is truly a beautiful experience. And um, Tamaya, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of sum up the conversation today in that way, bringing the practical uh, value in that. And um, we'll make sure to link to everything that you talked about today in the show notes, bocapodcast.com. And I really appreciate you making time. I'm, I'm so glad that we got to make this happen despite ah, all the yeah, technical difficulties. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for live streaming um, that have been commenting and asking questions. Really appreciate the engagement. 
We'll have this episode live, the audio version of it here very, very soon. Um, you'll be able to see the restream, the replay at facebook.com slash podcast, youtube.com slash podcast as well. You all have an absolutely wonderful day. See you. Thank you.